Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Flow Track Podcast. This week or this day, we have a special guest, the one and only Trayvon Bromel, the Baylor Bear, the uh, New Balance athlete, and a man who just ran a pretty quick time this past weekend. Uh, Trey, first of all, how you doing, and what, what's been going on in, in Florida? Uh, I've been doing well. You know, uh, as as well as we all know, the pandemic kind of put a, a halt to a lot of things. But besides that, I'm I'm living. I'm living life and. I mean, I'm having fun with, you know, the time that I have right now. So let's start about what happened this past weekend. There's a track meet called the Showdown in O-Town. How did this meet come about? Who kind of led the charge? And to get all these elite athletes all in the same place in the middle of a pandemic is kind of impressive. So how did that meet come about? Uh, That's a good question. I don't really know the full detail on it all. You know, like I just – my coach was like, hey, we're getting ready to race and <laughs> be ready. That was pretty much the mindset. Uh, I didn't really focus too much on the details. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, when the time came, I was ready to race. Were you – did you know it was going to be a good field, though, like with all those guys and girls in there? Uh, Yeah, so a couple of days – a couple of days before the meet, we actually got uh, got the, the, like, the heat sheets and everything. So I kind of knew who was all racing. But we didn't know kind of until like the day before what the what the heats were going to look like. Uh, so that was kind of the confusing situation because not knowing like what heat I run in, who I'm gonna be racing against. But I kind of already had it in my mentality. Like I, I was talking to talking to my teammates at practice. I was like, man, whoever my heat, like I'm I'm just going. Like I don't even care who, who I'm racing against because I've like as we all know, I've been ran in so many years um, and dealt with things up and down. So it was like, man, I'm just ready to race. You ran 10.04, win legal against Andre DeGrasse. Running against Andre, that must have been kind of a unique experience because you and him went back and forth during your college days and even in 2015. Uh, what was it uh, like kind of seeing him on the start line? Kind of was it bringing back old memories? Uh, honestly, it's like, man, since since I came to Reynolds Group, it, like, I don't even see it as that, you know, like, uh, I know most people will probably see when we line up, like, oh, man, it's, it's like old NCAA times, but 
honestly, like he, he's my teammate, he's family. So it's not even looking at that for me no more. Like we both just trying to run fast. We both trying to have fun. So it's not even looking at like, oh man, I got Andre right here. Like I remember how NCAA was like, like, I don't even, I don't even look at it like that no more. Like we, you know, we we're racing, we running against a common goal and we just having fun with it. College is a long time for you now, I guess. <laughs> long time Man, ago. Yeah, look, it's well, it, it definitely is for undergrad because, as you know, I turned pro my sophomore year. So, I, even though I still went to school, uh, as far as competing on the college college team, that was kind of different. You know, it's it's been a while. You know, since competing like for Baylor, uh, but college, no, the college don't seem too far away because, as you know, I got my masters as well. So I got that last year. So it, it was not too long ago that I was still doing schoolwork. Uh, so you're in Florida. I guess talk a little bit about um, why you made that move, uh, what what, do you, what you're getting from it immediately, kind of how long, when did you do it, how long you been there, and kind of what, what, what are you getting out of this this transition in your, in your post-collegiate life? Uh, so last year, to a lot of people who don't know, the meet that uh, I competed in this past weekend – was the same track that I raced last year and I got injured in. Like I didn't, I wasn't able to finish the final. I uh, went into the prelims, foot was bothering me. Uh, went into the finals and pulled up halfway because of my adductor. Uh, and then that's kind of when I, you know, I talked to Coach Ford. You know, everybody know Coach Ford like a father figure to me. So we talked, uh, just kind of had like a heart to heart about the situation and what's pretty much good for my career. So we started looking at places where I can go. Uh, as we all know, like with being on the college, like a college campus, like, don't get me wrong, like Baylor staff, like they're, they're like family to me as well. And they try to do everything that they could in their power. But you know, when being on a college campus, you're no longer a, a priority. So I always came second, even with me being a pro. So I need to be somewhere where it's just, you know, pro, a pro environment, uh, working with guys who, you know, do this on a daily basis. Uh, so we started looking at groups and definitely Raina name came up, uh, talking to my agent. And shoot, he just has a big history of helping guys come back, you know, especially those who dealt with injuries. And, you know, he got he has a great resume. He's a great person. So, you know, it just fit. Yeah, it fit perfectly for me, especially being back home in Florida. Like, you know, everybody know I rep Florida to, to the to the grave. So it felt good being back home and being, you know, being able to be close to family, be able to see them go down to the city more often and and like I said, the transition has definitely been harder because uh, I'm at now a full-on pro group doing doing different workouts than I did at college. And, you know, so it is a lot different. From the uh, outside perspective, I mean, you were like the person everyone was talking about. You were the world indoor champion in 2016 and then got hit with that injury bug and haven't really been in the headlines for four years now. But – uh what have has those four years been like for you uh specifically you know 2018 2019 when you kind of were like all right maybe this is my time to get back and then another injury came back and just how did you handle these past four years from the olympic final to to now man i'm not even gonna lie or sugarcoat the situation this is an experience that I would not wish on nobody. Uh, it's it's very hard to honestly describe. Like, to people who know me, they know me as, you know, this strong individual, and I definitely am, but I definitely went down some, some dark roads 
throughout these past couple of years, you know, uh, put myself in situations that I probably shouldn't have been in and just not not thinking straight, not being in the right headspace. Like, to the world, I can confess it. Like, you know, I ended up getting a counselor this past year, just dealing with, you know, dealing with some things in my past that, you know, I had to, I had to honestly let go. That was kind of destroying me from the inside. Uh, and it's been hard, you know, like I, I, I got to a pace where, you know, I wasn't talking to people. Uh, I just, I just won myself. Like I got lost in the, in the destruction of my past and the, the down, the downfall of my career. I just really didn't know how to think. Um, I had a, just a lot of distractions and things throughout those past four years. Uh, and like I said, things that, you know, I expressed to, to, to Raina, you know, once I came to the group and group and he kind of helped me get this counselor and, and, you know, I've been dealing with it, talking and talking to my counselor. They've been helping me kind of get back on track. So to people that, you know, that see it and they're thinking like, oh, you know, he, he's back running. Like, like kind of like what, because uh, I watched the video of the of what y'all done the other day with me and just kind of saying like, man, it's, it's real deal a novel of what I've been through these past couple of years that a, pe a lot of people don't know. But uh, it's it's definitely, it was, it was hard, man. I'm not going to even lie to you. And it's not just because I felt like I couldn't run. Like my mental state, you know, my my life, things just started going into a different form. And I just I went down a real dark, dark alleyway, you know, with life. And I had to I had to crawl my way out, you know, and it was something I had to do for myself. And it, it definitely was all not even just track wise, because if my mental state and my 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 outside of track life wasn't good, I knew I couldn't transition to the track, you know, and and uh and bring myself back up to to play to be in the sport uh definitely a lot of spiritual spiritual growth everybody know me know i'm big on christianity and and definitely definitely that was one thing that helped me get out of that darkness uh dealing with that situation uh well dealing with the situations you know so like i said i can't really speak too much on it right now because like i said it's it's hard to talk about people who know me personally know what i've been going through but one day the world will know and you know i'll voice it but right now like i said it's been a hard couple of years man like for real, for real. Then, like I said, with my with my previous coach, you know, that coached me since I was four years old, like she passed away. So it's, it's still stuff like, you know, that's that's going on that I'm dealing with, you know. But you know, I got a I got a good training group that stay stay on top of me. My coaches, my family, they stay, you know, they stay with me all the time, and you know, we we still growing and building from the situations. You know, a lot of times, you know. Professional athletes, when they're at their highest of highs, a lot of times that can mask, you know, internal struggles because everything's just showing going so well externally. You know, winning NCAA titles, making making world teams, Olympic teams. Do you think that as soon as the injury kind of put a halt to that, that it kind of just like made like it, there was no nothing to mask like what you were feeling? I guess in a way. In you know a, what I'm trying to say? I'm, I'm gonna say it like this, like because a lot of people won't understand because a lot of people aren't brought up in the situation. Well, like growing up, man, like I ain't like everybody know my story. I ain't really have a lot. My family didn't have a lot. Like we always like we we came from a struggling environment. So you take this kid who really had nothing. Like I said, I didn't have no like full. Like I ain't have a mom and dad. You know what I'm saying? I just had a mom and I had like my family who tried to make sure that we was good. You take this kid, you give him. You give him, you know, this life of excitement and everything, and then all of a sudden it's taken away. Like, and then everybody goes away. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just the 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 fairy tale lifestyle of like, oh, I'm an athlete, I'm traveling the world. Like when the when the athleticism went, the people went. 
So all the people that was supporters or things who would like people who was all calling me family and bro and friend, they disappeared too. So you take a person who came from nothing, who really didn't have people around him to uplift him. Then you give them that and then you walk away from it. You got to understand how that deals with people internally. Like I study psychology, you know what I'm saying? And I know how the mind works and how the human mind works. So people have to start to understand like the way you treat people, even in a downfall, it, it, it can torment them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing that I try to preach to a lot of people. Like when you, when you force somebody or you support somebody, like support them even through the downfall because you never know what the people going through. You know, so that's why I, I, I definitely salute the people who stayed by my side throughout these years, because th these people know how hard it was, you know. I mean, four years is a long time, right, in in, in running. Uh, and you are and you started such a young age that you're still young. It's not like you are like a 29-year-old. <laughs> like you're still kind of starting your prime uh, of your career, which is kind of kind of goes to show how good you were at such a young age. Uh, but do you... During these four years when you're seeing, you know, like someone like Noah Lyles come into the forefront and like start running well and Christian Coleman start doing well and you're kind of, you were that guy, right? You were that guy in 2014, 2015. You're the person that says, this guy's going to be Bolt, right? And then because of a fluke injury, you just don't have the ability to, to be that guy for these four years. Was it hard being on the sideline watching fellow Americans kind of get that spotlight that used to be on you? So almost uh, like this, this is the funny thing. Like I said, I, I, I might be just different from everybody. Like when it came to the sport, man, like it, it was, it's a funny situation. Like my mama, my mama brought up to me uh, kind of recently, like sometime like last year, not like recent, recent, but sometime last year. But she, like I said, she's big on Christianity. And she always told me, she was like, Trey, you never done anything just for yourself. So, the reason why I run track and the reason why I work hard is to support people and to motivate people and be an icon to people that not only came from the same background that I've came from, but to those who feel like they don't have a voice or those who work hard and people still tell them no, because I was once told no, I was once a voice that was not heard. So when I got hurt, I didn't care about the medals. I, I can tell you right now, I don't know what my 2015 medal is. I don't know what my 2016 world indoor championship medal is. The reason I do what I do is because it's people out there, it's kids out there that the world has told them no. And once I got hurt, I felt like I was no longer a voice because I was not on these platforms. I wasn't able to be in interviews to talk and motivate people. People wonder why I still have a fan base. It's because I talk about the real. I don't talk about myself. I talk about motivating people. I don't talk about winnings. Like that's that was my thing. I felt like once I lost my ability to run, I lost my voice. And that's why I think it kind of hurt me a lot because when I lost my voice, I lost people. And once I lost people, I felt I felt like I was alone. So I didn't care about seeing, you know, other people come up and take the limelight. It's not about the limelight with me. You know, it's about being engaged and motivating people, you know, day in and day out. Like I'ma say this, when I did the giveaway for the for the fifty thousand dollar grants, you know, the for kids to go to school, man, you won't believe the stories, the 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 pain people is going through across this globe. And to be able to see people say, Trey, just because you ain't give up, you motivated me not to give up, to not commit suicide. The dude, like, it's bigger than a medal with me. Like, it's all, and it's always been, like, it's never been about winnings. And I think that's where we get confused, you know, as humanity and even as athletes. Like, we use this just to get praise and it's not about us. 
And I think that's why it hurt me so much when I went hurt, when I got hurt, because I couldn't do that no more. Like people knew me and they followed me as a track athlete. You know, they don't follow me as just like a regular person to when I voice this, they'll listen. They only listen when I'm able to run. So I felt like at a time that I lost my voice, you know, to be able to motivate people. Do you feel like uh, this 10.04 is a telltale sign that that voice is coming back? Definitely. I definitely do. But like I said, I don't think it's for the reasons that a lot of people else want it to be. Like, like right after I ran that race, like I went right over to my mom, you know, at the gate and we just prayed, you know, like I said, we big on spirituality. So like my biggest thing was to get God to praise because like I said, like it, it like it's, it was, it's bigger than me, you know, when it comes, when it comes to this track and field and life thing, you know, so to be able to be a voice again, to show people adversity, you know, and drive and dedication. Like even when I got hurt, I never lost faith. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody else may have lost faith in me. But it was like I, I tell people all the time, it's not about me. Like I kept faith in the person who gave me this power to run fast. And now, you know what I'm saying? Like like I told y'all, I've been through a lot of things, man. I had to do a lot of uh reevaluating of my life and the things that I was doing, the pain that I was committing to uh the people, the, the bad things and the sinful things that I was doing. And once I started rewire my mind to start doing things that I needed to do, I started hearing God talk to me and things started changing. You know, he blessed me with the, the, the come down to this group here in Florida with Raina. He done blessed, you know, this group. And we train hard. And I think we're just seeing the, the the seed that was planted from him at the end of the day. With all the injuries, injuries you had uh, during these past four years, did you, when you got on the track and ran, I mean, you posted that that one uh, Instagram video with, with Mar Marvin Bracey, kind of doing a little start in there. Uh, but did you know oh, yeah. that you had uh, a ten oh four in you, or like what did you think the race was gonna become? Did you think it was gonna? Did you think it was gonna be as fast as it was? So it it was hard to to actually get on the track. To be honest with you, this weekend, and me and Raina talked about it after the race. So if you watch, like if you watch the video, I guess that surfaced the internet, like with the with the false starts. Like if you go to the first false start in our prelims, like I sat in the blocks, and it, I think it was because last year when I ran to that same meet, like I said. I got hurt. So kind of the nervousness of like, man, I want to get to that line without an injury kind of was like right there on me at the block. So I was like frozen, you know, like before, like when the gun went off and I was still sitting there. And then kind of the second time it was like me just like Trey, just like, you know, get it together. Like, just go like whatever happens, happens. Like you got the faith. Like if you believe, then you got to understand, like you're going to be straight. And then the third start, I was just like, I was like, forget it. Like, just go. And once I came up and I started running, I started seeing myself separate. Like I looked out the corner of my eye and I seen that I was out by myself and I just kept going. Uh, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't a perfect race. It was definitely things that I, I had to work on. I still have to work on to develop into, you know, a faster runner again. But honestly, I didn't, I didn't believe what was going to come up on that board. Like I was just like, whatever it is, I just, you know, hope it's good. I just want to keep developing, getting stronger. But when I seen the time, I was in shock. Like I said, it like last, like I said, last Thursday, not the Thursday that just passed, but the Thursday previous before last Thursday, my coach had passed away and she was supposed to be at this track meet. Uh so that was kind of a like emotional race altogether. Like I said, I got hurt last year at the same meet. My coach died and she was supposed to be here. So it was more than just, you know, seeing that time, yo, like like that the time was beautiful but it was just like man it, it I, don't, I honestly i still don't even know how to feel about the race like people talk about it i'm seeing the stuff on twitter and instagram 
I'm seeing like the comments and everything and I love the support, but honestly, I don't even, I still don't even know how to feel about it. Like, I don't know if this is the beginning of something new. I don't know if this is a statement from God. I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I still haven't basked in what happened this past weekend. I mean, 1004 typically is like a, a normally most people who can make an Olympic final, their season opener is like 10 something, right? Most people don't open with a sub 10 anyway, unless um, obviously Gallon and Noah did, but, uh, Gatlin normally runs like 10-0 every time he runs a season opener. I've looked at his stats. So do you, when you look at that time and you kind of look at where you are physically, um, now that you have a whole year before the Olympics, um, are you like, if I asked you today, will you make the Olympic team? Is your answer differently than if I would have asked you a year ago today, will you make the Olympic team? I think my answer has still been the same. I think because we live in a sport that's so black and white. You know, anything can happen. You can you can try to drag out the blocks and stumble, and that can cost you the race or, you know, pull up or anything like that. So my thing is, if I'm fit, we all know me. I, I have that mentality. I will compete with anybody. I never cared about what somebody's time was at the previous race or last year, or I don't care if you ran the day before and you ran a world record. Like, I was always taught since a young kid, you have to beat me on that day. And I'm the type of competitor. I mean, we've seen that. Like, you know, I tip my hat off to Asafa. Like, Asafa went 644 throughout the rounds in World Indoors, and I still won. And it's, it's not and it's, it's not because, oh, and, you know, I, I, I just, I'm just that type of athlete that just don't get – I don't get discouraged just by what somebody do. So I just when – I, when I step to the line, like, just know I'm not going to be that competitor to just lay down. Like, I'm going to make you run. So it's either I'm going to make the team and win or you're going you gonna to have to give it everything you got. If you – I mean, what was your – what did you, you run in 2016, I guess? What was, like, your season's best in 2016? Like, nine – I tied I tie my PR, uh, PR with 984. 984, yeah. So yeah. You, the last, like, legit race you had was – your PR in 2016 was 984. And then, like, you, you just weren't running world-class times for four straight years. But now you're running, like, on the edge of becoming that. What do you mm. think, you, if you wouldn't have gotten hurt, what do you think yeah. you would have been doing in 2017, 2019? Like, obviously, we saw Coleman kind of step up and go to the, the, the next level. He, he, he beat Bolt in 2017, and then, you know, it kept going. Uh, but what do you oh, – no, no, Gatlin beat Bolt. Sorry. And then he beat yeah. – and then he won in 19. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, where do you think you would have been if injury bug didn't have hit you based on where you were physically going into 2017? Man, that's a, that's a hard thing to think about, honestly. And that's one, that's one topic that I struggle with, like trying not to think about still to this day, because let's be honest. I was, I was 19 years old running nine, eight. No, like, like, like nobody's done that like ever, you know what I'm saying? So, like, to put that in perspective, plus my work ethic, like, Raina can tell you, like, I think about everything. I dissect everything. Like, I went to school for kinesiology, so I, I always want to know how I can be better. You know what I'm saying? And I try to understand how to be better. My work at, like, when I got to Baylor, my mindset was like, hey, can we help me get better? If so, I'm going to give you the guts. I'm going to give you the drive. I'm going to give you the passion and the power to do whatever you need me to do as an athlete to get better. So with that work ethic, man, I, I can't honestly tell you what I would have ran. 
Because if we being honest, I ran 984 slowing down at the age of 19. That could have been a 9-7 run at the age of 19 if I didn't slow down when I was in lane one at Eugene. So it's hard to think about, man. I don't know what I would have been running if I didn't have the injuries. But the thing I like about the injuries is that it makes the story better. Like, it's all part of the prophecy that, you know, God has for me. Like, I've, I've been facing injuries my whole life. I broke both of my knees. I broke my hip, my Achilles. Like, <laughs> it's just part of the story, man. And maybe, like I said, God just has something for me to voice to the world that's going to help, you know, us see more athletes in our sport, you know, to not give up. Like I said, it's been a long four years. It's been a lot of thoughts. And, I, I mean, shoot, I just got to keep running. I can't really think about what I would have been able to run. I got to think about what I can do now. What do you think you can do now? Or, like, Man, in the next two, three years? Like I said, I think we still have a lot of work to a lot of work to do. You know, with 2017, I tried to come back and run at USA's, went to 10-2. But, I, like I said, I had that scar tissue from the first injury and not knowing that it was still bad. Had to go back under surgery. 2018, couldn't run. 2019, couldn't run. Like, I ran at the end of 2019. And then we're here now. So, I haven't had, like, a lot of base work, man. Like, strengthening is still coming together. Like, I think the speed is there. Speed is still there. But I have to get to the point where I can carry that speed, you know. Like, and that's, I think that's the biggest thing. I definitely think uh, I could run faster than 10 I definitely think that. But... As far as seeing the times that the world wants to see, I think we still have a lot of work to do. Like I said, I haven't done a lot of strength. Like, I got the Rangers group. We had to rehab like crazy to get me into form, you know, to just be able to get through the practices. So it's not something that's just, you know, going to come easily. But I do think like what, you know, you all said on the podcast the other day, like I think the Olympics being pushed back was a big up for me. You know, because that's giving me another year under Reina's belt to train, train, and get the development that I need to be able to run the times that the world wants to see. Do I think it's possible? Of course. Like, I don't, I don't ever think anything is impossible, you know, like, and I think that's my face side. And, you know, I believe in Reina and his training. I believe in my training partners as well to put, we push each other. So that's why I don't think it's impossible to see me back running the nine eights. I don't think that's impossible because my training group not going to let me fail. My coach ain't going to let me fail. So we all trying to develop and run fast because this is what we love doing. Well, obviously as a star 100-meter runner, um, there was some 100-meter running news that happened earlier this this year. Christian Coleman potentially might not be able to run at the Olympics. Uh, what What was your reaction to uh, the the third missed test or whereabouts fail, failure, um, being another a fellow competitor in that event. Uh, it, it's crazy because you know I knew the question was gonna come up. Uh, honestly, man, like I look at it like this: we we all adults and we all have responsibilities. You know, at the end of the day, and like I've seen him voice that you know, a lot of people aren't in his position. So that's acknowledgement knowing that you are held accountable for everything, you know? Uh, and I think that's one thing that he has to acknowledge himself because I guess, like I said, I'm a, re I'm a realist when it comes to things. I've all, I grew up around a lot of older men and they always taught me, you know, especially being a man, if you have a job and your boss tell you to do something and you don't do it, what is the consequences? 
a lot of the time you get suspended. A lot of the time you get laid off. And if this was a real world situation, we're blessed to have a fairy tale lifestyle, if we've been honest. We're paid athletes to travel the world at young age, compete, doing, having fun. Imagine these people at these Fortune 500 companies, or let's say even you all at y'all job, if they say, hey, we got a company meeting and you're not there, what you think will happen? Like, it's understanding that, like, as a man, like, like he's not young. Like, none of us in this, in this, in this uh, sport is really that young, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're adults, you know, and everything. Like I said, I don't wish nothing bad on no athlete, but, I mean, he does have to understand the situation is in his hands, you know. It's, it's acknowledging the action that, you know, you created, in a sense. You know, like, everything has a cause and effect, man. Like, at the end of the day, it don't, like I said, it don't really got nothing to do with me. Like, but, at the, like, you ask, so, my, like I said, my thing is, man, we're grown. And you got to take on the, the responsibilities at hand because you you the superstar. You know what I'm saying? And you have to, you, you have to, you have to understand, like, it's going to be things, it's going to be people around you. It's going to be actions taken towards you just because of who you are. And you have to be ready at all times. And if that's staying home, that's staying home. Like, you can't risk that. Like, I, I, I know for me, like, if I'm in a position, man, this is how I eat. This is how my family eat. Like, I'm not taking no risk. Like, and I think that's what, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people speak out on it. You know, like Christian Taylor and Tiana Barletta and everything. Like, you got to understand, man, it's, it's some people out here that wish was in his position. And if they were, you know, they wouldn't have took the risk, man. It's, it's a risk. That's, I think that's the thing that a lot of people want him to realize. It was a risk. And I'm, I'm from a place where you take a risk, sometimes you dead, sometimes you in jail. Not saying them are the situations he in, but understand the, the, the effects of risks. Like, that's that, I think that's the biggest thing that I think everybody want him to acknowledge, man. It's, like I said, nobody, like, he, obviously he's talented, and a lot of people want to see him run. But you have to understand that they will be like caution to any risk or action that you take, and you you're going to be held responsible because that's how it's going to be in the real world. And I think a lot of people forget the real world uh, perspective. Like I said, we live in a fairy tale world where we we get paid lots of money to run and have fun, and not understand like man, at the end of the day, this is still a job. People pay you millions of dollars to not mess up, like. Period. We're grown. Have you ever had like any like confusion or like struggles with keeping track of your whereabouts? Man, I've missed, I messed up one time on my whereabouts, and it was because I was going to London and I just happened to like forget to, uh, to do my whereabouts. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that it's just impossible. You know what I'm saying? But they do have, you know what I'm saying? Like ever since then, like that one time messed me up. Like I was like, I be on it. Like I be on my phone. Like, look, hey, I'm going down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not playing because I, I, I've seen. Like I said, I've been a pro since 2015. You know, and I've had, like you said, I've had that limelight of being the top guy. Man, they was at my house like once every, every like a day, every week, getting blood, getting urine, getting blood and urine. Like so, like. Some people out here really do understand what it's like to be in his shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, and I was young. So, I'm, I was, like I said, I was 18, 18, 19 years old. And these people at my house, 6 a.m., 9 p.m., like 5 in the morning. Like, I'm, I'm up at the track practicing in between a rep. Come here, use the bathroom. Like, 
you you gotta be on it. It's so it's so crazy how scary they make it. You know what I'm saying? To the point, like I'm putting in deep detail what I'm look. You saw the. I need y'all to come through 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Look, if I'm not here, you come to the track. I promise you I'm there. If I'm not there, I'm at the crib. Like, no, y'all not about to get me. Like, no, this this how, man, this how my mama eat. Like, this how my family eat. Like, I got people to feed. Like, I'm, I can't mess up. So, like, yeah, it's, I'm like, like we human, you know, sometimes you slip up. But it, it got to, like, you got to have a reasonable explanation. Like, my, my explanation I had to catch a flight ASAP to go see a doctor. You know what I'm saying? I had to I had to go. It was like for my, like I said, for my injury. I had to go. So I'm not thinking. I'm thinking like, man, I'm trying to save my career. Like I wasn't thinking. But like, bro, going, going shopping. Come on now. Like that, that, like that. I'm sorry. Like, when you make that much money, look, hey, Neiman Marcus, uh, hold, hold, hold my Louis Vuittons, you feel me? Like, look, like, cause that's what I do. Like when I get man, my jeweler, all my stuff get custom made sent right to my house. Like, no, I, I ain't taking no risk. I'm not leaving my crib during during my time. Like, I'm not. Like, that's just the that's just the thing. That's the things that we have to look at. You know, when we take on these responsibilities. And like I said, like I don't. I know he don't mean no harm. And people ask me like, do I think he's doping? I don't think he's doping, but I think he had to acknowledge the fact that he messed up. I think he wouldn't have got a lot of backlash and things from people on social media if he would have just announced, like, hey, y'all, I should have went to the mall. I should have stayed home. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my parent was in the hospital or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, where it was just like, I got to go. Like, bro, you a millionaire. You, like, it's nothing that you need that bad, dog. Like, not, not, not to where to take away money out your pocket. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like and I don't want to make it a race thing, but... Yo, we you in a position to make a lot of money, you know, for your culture. Like, don't risk it. It's not worth it, yo. It's, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Because who's to say? Like I said, I guess because I seen the other side. I was up here and I went down. So I seen what it's like to lose money. I missed four years of opportunity to make money to be able to take care of my mama better and things like that. It sucks. It sucks. The thought of thinking like, man, could my career be over and I got to go get a real nine to five. So I think that's why a lot of people want him to acknowledge, like, dude, you just have to do better because of the position that you're in. You have a lot of responsibility. Like, you are grown. He's not He's not 18. He's not 17. Like, he's not like these Islanders who co go pro out of high school. Like, he's only a year younger than me. You know what I'm saying? So how the world would treat me or how the world would treat you as an adult in these circumstances, he has to understand why they're treating him the way they do. Like I said, I don't. It sucks. So it's a bad, it's a bad rep for him. I do feel bad, but you have to understand the repercussion of the actions that you take, you know? So you've had a lot of time to watch track, I guess, the past four years versus being in it. And when, I feel like when you're in the, the circuit, you kind of are kind of not really focusing. You're more just focusing on your own training and your own world. Now that you had a chance to kind of watch multiple like world championships and multiple USAs, what uh what was what's some of the uh what's been one of the things that impressed you most about other athletes that you've seen come up while you've been uh, waiting to get back on the track, which hopefully you are now on the track moving forward. Um, so like yeah, I, I since being out, I think my biggest thing I see 
I see a lot of passion and work ethic. Like I said, being with Raina's group, of course, a lot of the guys are the top guys that's in the group. So it's like seeing them and their energy and everything throughout these years is is a marvelous thing to see. You know, and then watching like Doha, like after actually being around these guys and watching them run, I'm just like, man, they don't know the passion and the drive these guys have at practice and the joy, you know, they experience like doing this. Uh, and then, like I say, seeing guys like just tapping to other talents and things like that and they and voicing it out onto like social media. I think that was definitely a big thing. You know, I, I seen a lot of like people just doing other things besides just being titled to an athlete, you know. So that was that was one thing that I think stood out for me is just seeing that, you know, we're not just labeled to one thing. So you move from Texas to Florida. A lot of people from Texas think Florida is not as good as Texas. And a lot of people from Florida think <laughs> Texas is not as good as Florida. Uh, right? There's a little bit of rivalry. And you have kind yeah. of been on – I know you can say you're on one – you've been playing both sides of the field in a way, right? You, you're you grown up in Florida. That's where you're, That's your birthplace. That's your home. Yeah. But you also represented Texas for a long time, training there, representing <clears throat> a university there. So yeah. how do we settle the debate between Texas, Florida? First of all, what's your take? And uh, how do we make sure we truly know who produces the best track athletes? Man, ugh, I say, I, like, Texas is cool. Texas is a cool place. One, I want to voice this. I don't know why everybody thinks that I'm from Waco. Like, everybody, people, <laughs> like, people, like, on social media, like, oh, he's from Texas, he's from Waco. I'm like, I'm not from Waco. I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. Like, I'm a Floridian, you know. And my thing is, man, I, I don't think it's nothing better than Florida. I, that's just my that's just my God honest truth. I just think just we produce speed. I think we've seen that with football. We've seen that with track. Like we just produce speed guys. Like on for 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 Texas, I mean they got a, a great you know resume of quarter milers and sprinters. You know, and of course they're known for football because how big their guys are. But I think that Florida has always held a title for being a fast state. Like, like I said, our football players, they may not be big, but they fast. Our track athletes, they're fast. Like, I, it's hard to really beat that, you know, at the end of the day. Like, our weather is hot year-round. Like, it get cold in Texas. Like, stuff get the icing over. Like, sometimes it just snow a little bit. And Florida, you're not getting that. You get rain, but it's hot. It's hot all the time. So, it's like, man, it's hard to beat a place where we can train year-round. Is there any way we can get a, a dual meet going where we kind of – we find, or just a race where it's a four by one, right? Two four by ones, Texas born four by one, and Florida born four by one. I always. How can we get this? To ha how, how can we get to happen? Man, that's something that y'all gonna have to talk to USATF about, like, cause they gonna be the only ones that gonna be able to financially put it together. Because, like, trust me, I'm down. Like, I'm down for. I think it'll be a good way to like settle the, settle everything. You know, you you have a four by one, a four by four. And four by two, because I feel like that's the those like are big challenges. Like you 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 always had a debate with the two hundred. You always had a debate with the one hundred. Four by four, like the four hundred. I ain't gonna lie, that'd be a challenge. Four by four would be a challenge because Texas they they got some horses. They they've all they always had some horses, but I still think Florida will come out on top. That that's just me. I think we'll take the four by one and we'll take the four by two by heart. Like easy. I think we'll do that. But four by four would be a challenge. But I don't think it'll be like an easy win. Like, I think it'd be like a blanket finish. Like, it's going head to head, like, to the finish line. Is it? Has it been hard, though, being in Texas, surrounded by Texans? 
and having to kind of be like not secretly but like keep your florida pride when you're surrounded by oh them. no oh no they they know me i'm florida i'm florida to the death of me so like trust me anytime the conversation come up man i'm the loudest voice in the room i'm gonna rep my state <laughs> i'm gonna rep my state all day so it's funny like every time they come up like oh who got the fastest high schoolers and all that i'll be like man we got me kendall williams Demps, marvin like the list go on like it's we've always we've been the top guys year after year you know what i'm saying so it's like coming out of high school i'm like come on man like y'all y'all know florida got the got the rep for the hundred virginia's kind of coming in there they got noah and grant that's two they got two man noah noah was born in florida don't let him fool you he was born in florida he was born in florida you got credit for noah that he's I asked, I asked, I asked Josephus one day. I did a photo shoot with him, and I asked him. I said, "Dang, you know, like, why y'all left? You know, Virginia to come?" He's like, "Bro, we we was born in Florida." I said, "Oh, okay." Cause like I was talking to him and everything, and you know, like when I'm when I'm you know I'm back home, like my Florida lingo come out a little bit, and we be talking, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, like you from Florida? I'm like, nah. I'm like, so it, it's crazy. Like, yeah, they they really from Florida. So it's like that that's still another one on the list. Even though they so got, got Virginia yeah. high school stats, but they still from the great state of Florida. And then you know you could say I guess Grant technically you could you could pull uh he he's he was he was groomed in Florida you could say that right he was groomed at University of Florida so you could give him nah, Florida credit. Nah, he got to well. be born. He got to be born here. He got to be born in Florida. That's the thing. I, I tell people, people. So it's funny. I know people that come to Florida even though they're not born in Florida and then they rep it. I'm like, look. We love the love, but you're not from here. You're not from here. That's just that's just how it is, you know. So it's like, look, you from where you from? Like, I'm I'm a I'm born and raised Florida, like Central Florida to the to the death of me. That's me. I'm always gonna be that Floridian, you know. So I tell people like, man, look now, in nowhere in them sense, they were born here, then they left. Okay, cool, you know. That was that was a a, a mom and dad decision. That wasn't y'all decision. So I can't <laughs> hold y'all accountable for that. But coming to Florida and then like, nah, man, look, you you born where you born at. <laughs> so they gotta show that they gotta have they gotta have receipts. They gotta have that birth certificate to show. Yeah, they, they gotta have born. that birth certificate. <laughs> they gotta have that birth certificate, man. They gotta be born. I need to see the hospital, the date and time. So what do you what are you doing next, man? I mean, there's not many track meets going on. Are you gonna be able to hop in any more local things, or what's next few months for you gonna be like? Man, so right now we're just training. Well, you know, we're keeping our ear out. We're hearing that, you know, it's going to be just like local meets coming up. So, you know, we're just trying to train, man, and try to make the next meet better. You know, preparation and preparation is key. Uh, like I said, this race, man, it was it was a great time. Definitely is a it was a, a, a breath of fresh air for me. But I still I still have some stuff with my start and reaction that I want to work on. I still have some stuff with my finish I want to work on. And once that once that is in play, I think we'll start seeing even more faster times from me. But not only just me, like our group, man. Like, man, I don't even know how to tell y'all. Before this pandemic, man, seeing seeing our group train, man, was like heaven on earth. Like, I'm talking about from men and women. Like, we were ready before that pandemic, man. Like that that took a toll on I know it took a toll on everybody, but man. Dog, like when I tell you guys was running times that I was just like, I was like, yo, <laughs> like the world is about to be in a, 
in a sock when we step on the track. So it's just trying who's to gonna, you know, who's make, who's gonna surprise. Well, I can't say that. I can't say that, man. Can't, that, that's oh, for them on. to show y'all. That's just oh, that's okay. that's for them to show y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like just like ain't nobody put out there like oh trade looking good. Be ready for trade to run fat. Like no, nah, man. Look, go have fun. Like that's 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 how we you know we process and and do everything. So we train, we train, and then when we step on the track, we're ready. You know at all times. So right now, of course. I'm fresh to the group, so I'm still being groomed, you know, and everything. So I'm just, you know, getting into getting into that mold of, you know, the the new me. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I know Raina and our PT Andy preached to me a lot is not to look at the past because the past me is not going to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like the past me didn't have Achilles injuries. So we have to mold myself into the new me. So this new Trayvon y'all going to see is – is a is a fresh start, you know. Like I had to relearn my mechanics. I had to find a new beginning for me, and now we just we just working on that. And I think, like I said, this this year has definitely helped, and I think it's it's gonna lead to a great next year. Like I definitely have no doubt about that. Was there ever a uh, was there ever a moment when you thought about retiring? Man, like look, especially 20, after nineteen when you went when you went nine, look, uh, 20, 10, 20, five and. 2018, I was thinking about getting up out of here. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. <laughs> I was ready. I couldn't, like, I'll tell y'all, it got dark for me. Like, it got real dark. Like, I was, look, all I'm going to say is I got I got something that I'm working on right now that I'm going to release to the world that's going to tell y'all everything that I've been through. Like, from the dirt. I'm talking about everything from 2016 to now. It's going to get deep. It might scare a lot of people. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, it, it get deep. Like, it's some, it's some dark things in there. And people to see what all I went through and why this makes the story so sweet, you know. And I, I had to understand, like I said, with my faith that God created a lot of beautiful things out of the destruction. Let's look at the Grand Canyons, you know what I'm saying? Like, we always use the, 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 the metaphor of the rose coming from the concrete. Like, it's, it, it, it's humbled me in, in a different way to why I say now I'm in a, a new life of myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... I'm not the I'm not the Trayvon that people known back in 2015, 2016. Like I'm still him, but spiritually and internally, I'm different, man. Like it this is this is a new beginning. And around 2018, man, I was really ready to just text my agent, like, man, I have nothing left. Like I've tried everything. Like I am broken. Like physically and mentally. Like I have nothing left in me. You know, so yeah, man, it was it was some it was some scary times, man. Like it was some scary times, but you know I'm here. Like I said, I thank God that I'm alive and, and I'm blessed, and we're gonna keep grinding. Like I said, I got a support team like no other, and this this team, man, and and my spiritual group, man, it's it's like no other. Like I'm 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 reborn, <laughs> and I I feel I feel good that God still want to use me. If you say you called your agent saying you had nothing left, why are you? here now running 1004 man what what changed your mind you know i think it's the belief the belief that people had had and have in me um and i never knew why like i said when i was young when i broke both of my knees me my mom and like i said my my coach that passed away like we literally watched the doctor and heard the doctor tell me that i would not be fast again and then I wanted to quit sports. Like, my mama could tell you, like, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to play football no more. I don't want to run track no more. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to just be a regular kid, and whatever happened with my life is what's going to happen. And it took my coach and my mama to be like, no, God got something for you, you know. And 
it, it, it was it was still some stumbles, man. Like I still I came back after my injuries running eleven three. You know, it's my fastest time. So I'm like, man, what do y'all see in me? You know what I'm saying? And then my senior year of high school, I go to run 999. And, but, you know, I went 10-1, 10-2, went legal. So it's like people see something in me that I had, I, that I never seen in myself. And I think I hit that patch again in 2018 where I no longer seen myself in the picture, you know. But it took people to be like, Trey, like, don't give up. Like, like keep pushing. Like, keep going. You know, seeing my coach fight through her struggles with her, you know, her being di diabetic and being out of the hospital, but she continued to tell me to fight, you know, so I couldn't just stop, you know, like even like when I first got in the Rainer group, like I would tell some of the teammates, like just some of the, like I said, the things that I've been through and like they continue to, to, to tell me to keep fighting. So it's the belief, man, like people, people got to understand though, that love, that connection that you build with other individuals when they there for you. It'll, it'll motivate you to keep going. And like I said, if I would have been the young guy coming out of middle school and high school that I felt like they had nobody, I don't know where I would have been right now. But by the grace of God, like I'm thankful to have individuals that care about me, you know what I'm saying, that tell me to keep pushing and keep going and not give up. Man, Trey, I really appreciate uh, taking the time to chat with us. I remember like uh, doing an interview with you when you were in college. And you had like the Baylor backdrop and think you're, you're, yeah. you remember doing that when we did a little Skype interview back in like 2014? Dude, I, I still got the picture. I got the picture somewhere in my phone. I actually, yeah, because I remember, I remember what, exactly what I had on. I had on some navy blue and lime green Air Maxes. Yeah, I had on the green shirt. Yeah, I, I remember that. I still got it. I still got that picture. And we got, we got kind of a similar backdrop right now. Look, I got my little art, little pictures. You got the little <laughs> dynamic pictures too. Hey, look, this I got, I, Got my shots by TV, man. Shots by TV. Oh, nice. How's that going? Yeah. How's the uh, the uh, the photography business going for Trey? Man, it's it's lovely, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I love I love the arts in general. Like, I love music. So y'all know y'all see like me post music and stuff that I do. I do photography. I got into videography. So I love like I love making people look good. Like that's that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? So I got into photography a lot more throughout the years. Like after 2017. And I just started studying it. I almost went. I almost went back to school and went. To, I got accepted into uh, the New York uh, Academy, New York Arts Academy. So I was about to go back to school and like get into photography. But then I was like, uh, pay almost a hundred grand for a degree when I could just learn everything on YouTube. Not happening. So <laughs> I was like, like it'll be a waste of money because as we all see, like if you follow my shots by TV page, I've gotten like a lot better. Like a lot of photographers started to like look at my work and, and and they're like just blown away by the stuff that I've learned and done with my work just off of being self-taught and learning like off of YouTube and just asking questions and studying it on my own. So it's been, it's been cool, man. People be reaching out. They want to work, but right now, like I said, I'm still, still full-time track athlete, but once it's done, like I definitely want to be somebody personal photographer. <laughs> Getting so when you, when you see, it. when you see photos of yourself running on the track, by like the professional photographers, do you have? Do you look at it differently, like with a little critique, like ah oh, man, you could have taken a different look. shot like this. <laughs> hey, I really do though. Like that's the crazy thing. So 
when I see when I used to when I when I got back into photography and I look at pictures of myself, I'm like, man, I could have did that better. <laughs> like I could <laughs> I could have shot that a little better. Like he need to change this ISO. He need to you know do this shutter and everything. Like I'm like, oh, he ain't he ain't he ain't shooting right. He ain't shooting right. But I think it's when I start to learn the camera more because a lot of photography photographers fail when they get a camera and they just put it on auto and shoot and the image can come out nice, but it could be so much better. And I didn't learn that until. I started reaching out to all these big name photographers. So when I see photos of me, I'm like, man, let me, let me, let me take, like, even for Baylor, at one point in time, I was the photographer and I would get some of the images and be in a newspaper and everything. I'd be like, yeah, like, that's how you catch a photo. <laughs> I was like, that's how you get the photo. So like I said, maybe one of these days y'all will see me out there at the, at the NFL games or something, shooting, shooting with Odell or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see, you You know, you, you win a, an Olympic medal or a world medal and that winning shot, right? And then you get to, you're like so pumped. And then you see the photo, you're like, oh man, this is a great retake win and that. all, but you know, I want the photo. I'll be like, look, retake the picture. Dial down on the I'll ISO. Do it again. <laughs> you go out there and you like kind of rerun it for them, you know, do it, recreate it. Look, man. Nah, yeah, that's, yeah, that photography lifestyle, man. I love it. It's definitely something that gets my mind off a of track sometimes because as athletes, we got to admit that sometimes we put everything into it and it's not healthy, you know, in our mental state. Because we have a bad practice, it hit us hard if that's the only thing we think about. So photography, it gets me away from that sometimes. Like, it gives me some relief, you know. Yeah, well, I just want to, again, say thanks, man, for coming on the pod. I, I personally am super pumped for you, man. Uh, I guess I was like a lot of people who thought, like, maybe Trayvon's peak was 2016 and – we don't get to see him ever again on the track, but following you in 2014, 15, 16, that's when I started working at Flow. So you were like one of the first college pro athletes I followed. So it's fun to know that I get to start covering you again for these next four years plus. So that's exciting. Hey, man, I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the love. Yeah, I, I was just I was just telling uh, Raina that. I was like, yeah, man, I say, yeah, me and me and G, man, we've been talking since like I got into college and got out. So. Like I said, man, I appreciate all the support from like everybody, you know, like people who, you know, still around and definitely still supporting this. It's going to be it's still part of the journey. You know, we still fighting, you know, faith focused finishing. We're going to see what these these next few years take me. I got to get a rematch of you in that 40 yard dash. Remember when I raced you the 40 yard dash? I need a oh, rematch. Yeah. Hey, look, I've been you got to talk, talk that. You got to talk that through Raina. <laughs> I should I should have yeah. raced you like in like in 2018. That's when I probably had my best shot. But now, yeah. now you're running hey, 10:04. I don't really have a had, shot anymore. <laughs> a lot of people would have had a good shot beating me then for real. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, stay safe there in, in Florida. Oh yeah, definitely appreciate it. Peace. Thanks.